Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi and welcome to episode 20 of the Female Health Podcast. This is Mary Jo McGuire, your host. I'm owner of MJ Nutrition and I have started the Female Health Podcast and I'm 20 episodes in now, which I can't believe. And I'm just delighted to everyone who's listened to the episode so far. And I'm really appreciative of all the great feedback and all the listens and downloads. So thank you so much. And um, just wanted to say that at the start, I really, I mightn't say that every episode, but I am so appreciative of it. Uh, this week I'm going to do another solo episode and I'm talking about, um, I'm going to kind of wing this episode to be honest, it's based a lot on what I've seen uh, with my own clients and even with just people in my own life and um, people are really struggling with, you know, lack of motivation and just feeling low um, and then struggling with weight gain and struggling to get you know, their body back to where they want to go or what they'd like to see. And so struggling with weight loss. So I'm just going to talk about that really as a whole. So a little bit about, you know, fat loss, female fat loss, and but also the kind of mindset around that and what's going on right now and how that is massively impacting our ability to take on, um, quote unquote, good behaviors. Um, as there's so much mental energy being drained from us right now and so I just want to touch on that it's just something I'm seeing so much now and we are like in lockdown fatigue for for one thing and we're also anyone who's partaken in um programs or plans or just dieting is in diet fatigue they are sick of it and and I think that we need to talk about that and not from point of view to keep going, but more so being compassionate with yourself and being like, oh, it's actually OK to feel like this, because while this is the new normal, it's still not normal the way we're living right now. And like we have to consider how much this is impacting our ability just to be productive in all areas of our lives and take on healthy behaviors, whether it's work, exercise, nutrition, etc. It's really difficult with the current circumstances that we're dealing with. We're in third lockdown and not much signs of let up in Ireland anyway. Um, so it's very difficult to kind of find that inner, I suppose, goal to keep going when I suppose before when people take on nutrition and plans or healthy habits and things like that they maybe have a a goal to work towards they want to fit into something for a wedding or a holiday or something and that can be a really good motivator to keep you going and even now that is you know that's been taken away so we don't even have much plans for the future really I know there will be a future there will be an end but it's very hard to kind of see the light at the moment um especially when we've been doing this for so long and it can be severely mentally draining and 
I just want to talk about that suppose mental capacity I, I, I want to talk about that mental side of things and how that's having such a um a, a big role in our ability to to keep going with productive behaviors and I am talking about weight loss in this episode mainly but I mean everything in terms of your work and your your exercise or your training whatever that is for you it's quite difficult so I suppose like as I said like it's not normal times that we're in like before this lockdown and you were like trying to lose weight and you're doing really well you'd always be able to break up your week with you know going to see some friends at the weekend or you know planning something and even going to your work office like so many of us are working from home and are there's such thing as zoom burnout it's actually (laughs) crazy how draining like constant zoom calls can be and like this is our new life now and the impact this is having on our mental energy uh, it's just it's very draining we're not having any let up there's no other side other stimulation in our life and the really the stimulation we have is the basics like going for a walk takeaway coffees they're basically your only outlet at the moment and then you know netflix and I suppose the takeaway or the drinks at the weekend, if you wanted to do that. And these are fine. And we we did them up until now and it's been fine and we managed and everything. However, the lack of stimulation, I feel, I, I don't know, I'm just really seeing it getting to people now. And um, motivation is low, energy is low, mood is low. And um, I'm seeing a lot more mental health kind of issues like anxiety and like a low mood and depression definitely creeping in. And um, perhaps it was already there before, but it's definitely accelerated now as a result of just the situation that we're in. Um, and it's the lack of stimulation and thinking of other things that you can do and having something else to look forward to. Like that's fun side of life, that social side of life. We are social creatures, social beings. We thrive off that and right now that is just lacking and it's really difficult to find that constant motivation to be good quote unquote to be uh, always doing the right thing for yourself and eating well and it's understandable that habits have gone out the window and weight gain maybe has um increased and you know you're not at the body weight that you'd like to be right now first thing I really want to say is this is normal and this is okay and um, having some understanding and compassion for yourself right now is key because if you take on the mentality of being a bitch to yourself really and just like talking horribly and just saying all the wrong things to yourself when I say wrong things saying things like oh you're so lazy you're not good enough why can't you stick to the plan and um, oh I'm so fat today like when you talk to yourself like this this has a massive impact on your your how you proceed with that day ahead then like your body takes on that negative language and acts as such so whatever you feed your brain and in terms of your thoughts that you're going to act that way so talking to yourself in that negative way accelerates this kind of negative um process that may be happening and it further adds to the 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 process I suppose of weight gain perhaps and adds to the negative behaviors that are are contributing to that so you're more likely to engage in overeating or binging you're more likely to engage in drinking alcohol to engage in less exercise or less training and and just being sleeping more um during the day and things like that you're more likely to engage in more negative behaviors when you speak to yourself in this way so self-compassion 
is number one. It's really key right now to allow yourself to be like, okay, this is not normal times that we're in. It's okay if I've gained a bit of weight. If I've gained a bit of weight and during this lockdown, it's not the worst thing that could have happened to me. Um, this is okay. And, you know, weight gain comes, weight gain goes as well. You can lose weight again. It's not always permanent. And don't get yourself into such a mental state. So like it's weight gain. Don't let it become mental weight gain you know uh, really overtaking your thoughts and not allowing you to see the clearer picture of where you are right now so we are in as I said like really difficult times allow yourself a little bit more compassion um for yourself and a really good thing you can do is just kind of reflect on you know what might be contributing to why you're not engaging in positive or good behaviors right now is there a lot going on in your life are you feeling really overwhelmed in your work are you literally not able to compartmentalize your thoughts because you are go 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 in the morning to office to zoom calls and to try and fit in a workout to try and make meals and you're just you're finding it hard to actually figure out how you're feeling and it's so important to notice how you're feeling in the process of changing behaviors because these have a huge impact on how we in what other behaviors we carry out so your emotions if, if you're not able to identify what you're feeling you're in autopilot and it's very hard then to create new behaviors or create healthy behaviors in that state and it's very easy to just then get completely overwhelmed and burnt out and engaged then and maybe less beneficial behaviors and um, such as as I said the binge eating maybe or overeating not exercising um, and just not feeling very motivated and it's this overwhelm that can just take over and carry a mental weight on you and not allow you to suppose see clearly have the perspective and you just feel like you're doing not enough you're not doing enough you're feeling you're, you're just feeling crap and really bad about yourself then comes in the negative language and the horrible self-talk and just being really bad to yourself and then that spirals everything out of control as such and then it's very difficult to come out of that place so what I would say is firstly have the self-compassion secondly allowing yourself to have time to identify how you are feeling so reflect on how you're feeling journaling can be helpful for this you don't have to journal but it can be helpful for this to help with engage and uh, figuring out what kind of emotions are coming up for you how was your day that day how did you feel were you stressed were you anxious were you overwhelmed figuring this out can be really really beneficial because then you can start to actually manage these emotions in a more productive way rather than trying to keep going with your day and going to meeting 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 and then just feeling completely frustrated which is another kind of emotion coming up depressed again and anxious irritable all of these emotions could be at the forefront but you're kind of suppressing them because you are constantly in go 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 you're not allowing yourself to have a chance to think what's going on and so I'd really encourage to sit back if you get a time and and put in these steps to actually reflect on how you are feeling right now it's okay if you're not feeling great the first step is really identifying that and becoming aware of that and from the awareness then you can actually start to take a little bit of action and you can reset from there and say okay I've been in really stress right now it's understandable I'm feeling stressed I'm working non-stop I'm trying to do xyz and um, you know I'm trying to mind kids I'm trying to do so much and it's really difficult but 
identifying these emotions can help you maybe at least feel a little bit more compassion for yourself and say okay I'm stressed right now uh, it's okay though because of what's going on there's a huge amount going on in my life I maybe I am trying to do too much and maybe taking a step back and maybe bringing in some measures to manage your stress better and this can be really helpful in the long run for all of your other goals because once you start to manage your stress you can then begin to see more clearly so even if it's simply just box breathing or doing some type of breath work throughout your day bringing that into your life can be so beneficial for bringing you into the more rest digest the parasympathetic nervous state which calms your nervous system down lowers your blood pressure lowers your stress hormone cortisol brings you into lowers your heart rate just brings you into a more calmer and zen place where you can actually start to think more clearly your thoughts become more rational when you start to bring this in accumulatively, you will start to see your thoughts more clearly and not, and not be maybe as irrational to yourself and saying, oh my God, I'm not doing enough. I need to do this, I need to do X, Y, Z and being in a constant state of overwhelm as a result and never really coming out of that cycle. Taking that step back and doing some breath work and it can be very simply just breathing in for four seconds and exhaling for six or seven seconds the exhale the long exhales can really help to soothe your nervous system and bring you down into a calmer state so even in between zoom calls if you get a chance to do that or if you are in work if you get a chance at your desk to bring these uh, practices in it can massively help you feel better feel more present in the moment and not letting your thoughts spiral out of control and I know you're probably thinking how has this got anything to do with fat loss and weight loss but all of these factors of stress and overwhelm and just being really hard on ourselves right now because maybe of waking or not doing the behaviors that you want to do like you know meal prepping and counting calories and eating lots of veg and proteins etc and you know we're so overwhelmed trying to do all those things but and then we're in a state of autopilot it's difficult to come out of that state if we're not allowing time for our body to just breathe be in the moment be compassionate towards yourself and actually understanding that this is a crazy time I know we're in it a year but it still doesn't make it any more normal and that we haven't seen friends for so long we haven't been out of our 5k for so long like all of these factors are extremely difficult for us to deal with and, and then I suppose we're seeing other countries maybe progressing and doing really well that can make us feel really crap as well so all of this impacts on your ability to just take on new behaviors we're just in a state of low motivation low energy low vibe as such you're not attracting in the good stuff because you're in such a low state right now so to bring yourself and the first step to bring yourself out of this state really I've talked about a few things self-compassion the number two identifying the feelings that are going on I brought up stress as one because it's so prominent right now and an action step then to reduce your stress which is breathing a breath work it's a simple tool that can really help and then other things, there's so many other things that can help improve your stress. First, I suppose, looking out at the areas that are more stressful for you, if it's work or if it's, um, yeah, work mainly being a highly stressful situation for a lot of people right now. Um, but whatever the stressors is, looking at ways that you can reduce that. If you can't reduce it, if that's not possible, looking at ways to manage your ability to react to stress. So don't react to it um, in a you know, a reactory state, I suppose, respond to it in a more calmer state. So prepare yourself for that by doing things like breath work, 
looking after your sleep. So allowing yourself the chance to get sleep again. And because if we're not sleeping, it has a huge impact on our our mood and our motivation, our ability to be bothered about anything and take on the day in a good way. So again, that's a really important thing. And then in terms of weight loss, if we're not sleeping, it is an extremely difficult uphill battle to lose weight because you're raising your hormones and your um, your insulin hormones more elevated, your cortisol more is more elevated. These are um, can store fat when they're in excess. Then our hunger and fullness hormones are all over the place. So we're having more hunger hormones being elevated and our, our satiety hormone is not as elevated so we're basically feeling hungry all the time and we're getting cravings all the time and not getting the signals to tell us that when we're full so all of this contributes to weight gain but before we even talk about food it's so important to look at the stressful factors that are contributing to that the negative talk that can contribute to you accelerating these behaviors and engaging in more negative behavior and also looking at behaviors like sleep so really if sleep is an issue for you before even engaging in all of the other diet practices like calorie counting and you know exercise and training look at your sleep first this is so so important and so again this could have been impacted over the last few months again through stress and things like that so start with a good sleep hygiene practice or routine this can really help get you back into a better state of mind as such and you know low sleep and poor sleep quality are associated with higher levels of anxiety and depression and low mood so if you are in any way feeling like that right now look at your sleep and I know sleep can be impacted by these things also but bringing in good sleep hygiene practices can really help with this so Cutting out caffeine after 2 p.m. is a good thing to start anyway if you haven't done that already. Um, your nighttime routine. So having a good evening meal around seven in the evening, for example. So it's not too early before bed, but not too um close to bed either, um, or not too late either. And um, maybe having a bit of a snack before bed too. If you do find you wake up and um, maybe having a protein snack before bed. Um such such Greek yogurt and fruit, for example, or granola and fruit um, with some yogurt. They can be good examples for a pre-bedtime snack. Um, and then avoiding screen time before bed. This is a big one. So if you're constantly on your phone, which is just another thing altogether, um, cutting it, put a, a time limit on some of your apps, deleting the apps in the evening, leaving your phone in another room and getting an alarm clock. I recommend this to all of my clients, get an alarm clock because we don't need the phones in the bedroom. Like, when have you ever got a phone call in the middle of the night? We don't need the phones. What we do in our phones in the bedroom is look up apps and social media more so. So leave it out. We don't need that. Read a book or journal or meditate. Do something else like that that's going to wind you down, get you into a camera's end place because that phone is stimulatory. It's stimulating your brain. The blue light as well is blocking the melatonin production, which is your hormone that brings you down and helps you sleep. But you really need to um, block out these factors like th that are stimulating your brain, like reading through stuff on social media. It doesn't help and it can contribute to feelings of anxiety and depression as well. So I really encourage you to bring in a better sleep time routine or sleep nighttime routine. Leaving phones out of the bedroom, definitely a must. Um, bring in an alarm clock and reducing the caffeine 
and having it like your meal at a, a decent time before bed and then maybe a midnight uh, not a midnight a pre-bedtime snack and um, just before you go to bed as well can be really helpful and there are some habits that you can start right away that aren't too difficult or overwhelming um, and they're really going to have a knock-on effect when done over time on your overall sleep quality and um, but I, the one thing I'd encourage is cutting out laptops screens phones before bed and bringing in something else like a, a book um yoga or meditation or journaling something like that that just makes you feel better um but isn't too stimulation isn't stimulating you too much as well so yeah that's really there are some important things to consider before you even you know go back and restart again and say oh better start again on my weight loss journey like look at the basic things first like where where do you need to start from what is coming up for you what is difficult for you right now and right now like you know, there's a lot of perhaps overeating then. I'm, I'm going to move on to that now. Overeating and emotional eating and things like that coming up. So I'd always like, I use the, the HALT acronym with my clients. So it's hunger, anger, loneliness, tiredness. And I also add in anxiety and stress there. Ask yourself those, are, what are you actually feeling when you think you're hungry? So if you're at nighttime in the evening, you know, a, a lot of people come to me and say, I can't stop eating at nighttime. First thing I'd look at is what they ate during the day and making sure that they're actually eating enough. Are they having protein with every meal? Um, and are they eating every three to four hours and having a snack in between? If they're doing that and they're still overeating, then I'd be like, okay, um, are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you lonely? Are you tired? Are you stressed or are you anxious? And actually ask yourself that question and allow yourself to think, what is the answer? And this can bring up a lot of other things aside from hunger. So really engage in that in that. Um, question for yourself because this can then you can realize okay maybe I'm actually not hungry maybe there's something else going on and then you can proactively manage that emotion rather than use food to help numb the boredom or the other emotion that you're feeling so you know frustration and anger is a common one right now so perhaps doing something that benefits your your anger or that actually relieves stress and anger for you so a good bit of exercise can be really beneficial for reducing anger. This isn't this isn't advice. This is just observations. What can work for some people, but going for a run or even just a brisk walk to blow off some steam can be really really helpful. Some people might find talking when angry helpful, and um, it really is dependent. But like this is important to realize what actually is triggering you, um, or what emotions are coming up for you that may be driving these kind of uh, overeating habits and emotional eating. Um, so often it's not hunger that's the actual issue. Um, it can be more uh, emotions that are coming up. And this is what can make the weight loss journey so difficult right now because most of our, our eating behaviors are coming out of more emotional, they're more emotionally driven rather than physiologically driven as a hunger. Um, and this is this isn't to say that eating isn't um, something you, you can't use to to manage these emotions because it is the body's really clever. It uses food to help you feel better. It gives you a bit of a dopamine hit, makes you feel a bit more relaxed. It takes you away from the feeling you were feeling. And like that's basically what food has done. It's helping you feel better and it's managing those emotions for you. The issue is when this is the only tool you have in your toolbox for managing your emotions, then you can start to see the issue because you're starting to use food all of the time to manage your emotions. And that is when you're going to have issues because unfortunately the food in excess will lead to weight gain and unhealthy and um, other unhealthy issues with your body. And um, so 
managing having other tools to help you with this is so helpful and so important because then you are you have a collective toolbox basically so I always like to get my clients to build a toolbox when they nearly start with me and to add things to it that can help them with their emotional eating so what you know firstly I'll always get them to like what is it that drives you to emotionally eat is it distress from work or um issues with your partner whatever that is figure out what that trigger is and then having other tools aside from going to the chocolate um, or the alcohol to numb your feelings, going to something else to help you manage that and in maybe a more proactive or beneficial way or more helpful way. Um, so think about a few things that you can add to your toolbox Um calling a friend is a good one if it's stressed watching a comedy can be really good just to get the laughter the endorphins from that coming and um, it can be really helpful uh, baking can be a good one it's very therapeutic I know people can be afraid of baking because of the food element but you know it's a very stress relieving ha habit or practice to get into and um I'd encourage that if it's something that you actually enjoy doing not to be afraid of it and the benefits can outweigh the the negatives I say in a quote unquote there um of eating the food it's okay to have that food as well there's nothing wrong with it if you're getting a nice um relaxed feeling from engaging in that in that behavior I'd encourage you to do that it can be painting jigsaws and uh, coloring and writing in your journal yoga going for a run uh pilates doing any form of exercise and um, I think I've said calling a friend or talking to a family member even being with a pet can be really helpful as well. Pets are very calming and can make you feel better as well. So these are just some options to add to your toolbox though, with things that you actually enjoy to do. Not something that's going to be like a chore or like another thing you have to do in your life. Something that you actually like doing or you know will actually make you feel better. Um, so I really encourage you to get thinking about your toolbox. What do you want to add to your toolbox to make you feel better right now that you can use when you're feeling a little bit stressed or anxious or lonely or bored? All of these emotions that can drive um, emotional eating and just eating to numb those feelings. Whereas that's fine now and again, but if that's the only tool, that's when the negative issues can occur. So do think about that. The other habits or practices that you can bring into um what to help with this emotional eating and these negative behaviors so I suppose then after like this happens and maybe you're in this state now where you just feel really down and you're trying to pick yourself up to get back into the swing of things again and to get back into eating well and doing the best for your body and I suppose what I like to do is not have the emphasis solely on weight loss because when the emphasis is solely on weight loss it can be extremely like it's hard to keep it going all of the time. And as I said at the start, we have this goal of um, when before we're in this lockdown of maybe a holiday or going somewhere and we don't have that right now. And I don't necessarily think it's not a bad thing to work towards an aesthetic goal. I'm not saying that at all, but we should also look at it as a whole. Like, why do you actually want to to lose weight? And I always kind of look at it, try to explain it this way. It's a form of self-love and self-respect to look after your body to not treat it badly so trying to actually look at instead of just weight loss as a you know for purely an image goal or for an event or something like that actually looking at looking at it as a form of self-care and self-love for yourself as an and really as a form of self-respect that you're giving your body what it needs to feel its best right now to um 
to nourish it with good food, good nutrients, to move it well, to give it the sleep it needs, to give it the mindful practices that it needs. And this is a really good form of self self-respect so if you reframe it from weight loss and I must look like this or I want to look like this when we leave lockdown to actually looking at it like I actually want to care for my body and give my body what it needs right now give it some form of self-love self-care and self-respect um I think that can be a bit of a game changer really you can actually say yeah I actually do want to show my body some self-love and self-care and self-respect because it deserves to feel that way it deserves to feel its best it deserves to be able to get the food that it needs to function well and optimally so I really encourage to switch that focus from solely weight loss to more self-care and self-respect as a result weight loss can occur as well which is like the knock-on side benefit and that's kind of how I like to work with my clients not to focus solely on weight loss because that can become extremely draining when you're not seeing progress every single week and progress doesn't happen every single week you know you know you don't gain weight every single week but you don't lose weight every single week and this happens and if you're totally consumed by trying to lose weight you can be very drained and saddened or just feeling debilitated that you haven't got these results so I'd always encourage looking at other behaviors as well and that can make you feel good and that's showing you a form of self-care and self-respect um so what i would say if you're in this state anyway so to maybe bring that thought process in moving away from just the weight loss but focusing on overall health in general as an holistic approach i suppose so mind body soul and looking at giving your body what it needs in terms of self-respect and self-love and so starting with what i said already sleep is really important so i think i've touched on that but getting your sleep and starting with a sleep time or nighttime routine and if you even did that for a week and brought that in and didn't change anything else that would still be really really beneficial for you if you were to just start with removing the caffeine adding in more um sleep hours and reducing the amount of screen time before bed if that was like you did that for a week or more that would be amazing because that would have so many knock-on benefits then on your motivation, your willingness to actually want to take part in other positive behaviors for your health. So look at that area first. Then when it comes to um, the nutrition around fat loss and especially female fat loss, which I'm talking about, um, it's really important that um, you're looking at your protein intake. So protein is really important for uh, fat loss so how much protein are you eating so try to have protein with every single meal so that could be your week two goal so set yourself small goals so week one is sleep week two is protein how much protein are you eating i always encourage people to get around 25 grams minimum of protein per meal if you're tracking on my fitness pal that can be really easy to to find out if you're not you know again a portion of of um protein is kind of like a palm size portion so use your palm as a as a an indicator for how much protein so again like a chicken breast will fit in your palm and um, fish will fit in your palm they're easy enough to guess uh, when it comes to other foods it can be a little bit more difficult but again if you were to put them on on a bowl or in a plate put your palm beside it and see like you know roughly does it the the length of your palm and the width of your of your palm as well and that can be helpful um but getting protein with every meal is really um a good place to start it keeps you more satiated it keeps those cravings lower it um yeah it basically makes you feel fuller for longer it supports immune function energy levels and uh, it's just it's really really important to have in your diet um and it also then will help with muscle protein synthesis and help with um 
recovery after exercise if you are partaking in any sort of strength training which is really important that you're getting your protein in after those exercises as well so definitely getting your protein in with every meal and and this will be a great start for your your weight loss journey and it doesn't mean you have to restrict foods i'm talking about adding in more protein so getting in 25 grams at least with your breakfast lunch and dinner and then around 10 grams in your snacks as well and that can be really helpful for starting off and if you're eating that amount of protein you're not going to feel as hungry or if as if you're on a diet as such and the next week then look at your vegetable intake how much vegetables are you eating at the moment if you're starting from a small place if you're starting from only one at the moment if you're having only you know one with your main meal like like your carrots or something and starting by then upping that again maybe having one with lunch or if you eat eggs for example eggs are a really easy way to get veg in so you can add in um spinach or tomatoes or courgettes or onions or mushrooms so they're an easy way to get in more vegetables that way. And um, maybe adding in some to your your lunchtime sandwich or your wrap or your salad. So you could add in more that way as well. Um, and they just can be the vegetables that you like. You know, a lot of people think that they need to eat that loads of different types of vegetables. Yeah, they're great if you do, but add the ones that you like. So if you like carrots and broccoli and peppers and tomatoes and they're your main ones. If you're eating those every day, that's great. And then maybe trying to add in something extra that you uh, haven't tried before or something that you're willing to give a go. That would be really, really good. But um, yeah, and then remember like the sweet potatoes, butternut squash, uh, those are really good too to have in your diet, starchy vegetables like that. So, you know, you can have them as... Um, other carbohydrate alternatives sometimes and they're really nutritious vegetables too to have in the diet so again these are again healthy eating habits and behaviors that you can introduce that are going to have a benefit on your weight and help you get to a better weight for your yourself but they're also going to um promote better digestion uh, better skin health better energy levels better immune function they support uh, your your reproductive cycle all of these things are going to have a knock-on effect on your overall health so you're essentially nourishing your whole body uh, by eating these types of foods and um so if you're looking at it from that approach when you're eating foods this is actually serving me um in terms of my overall health not just oh when I eat this I will lose weight when you kind of look at it that way it's very lacking it's a really it's coming from a place of just you know there's not much to get from it really it's just it's always a place of lack whereas if you look at it or approach it as an oh what am I getting from these foods they're really adding to my overall nutrition my overall health my overall energy levels better digestion better skin it's a much more abundant thought process which makes you actually want to engage in it more so trying to approach it from that way rather than approaching it in this like oh I better eat this to lose weight oh etc you know it can just be very limiting when you look at things that way and then moving your body more like and not moving your body to punish yourself and not moving your body to lose weight, moving your body because you can and because it deserves to be moved and because you want to give your body the self-care and, self, and you're, you, you self-respect yourself enough, you respect yourself enough to give it some self-love. So move your body to show it that your body wants to move. It's able to move. You've got a healthy body to do that. So show it that and move it whatever form you want to, whether that's just a walk every day. I love getting people to walk every day because it's such a great way to move your body obviously and um, it brings mindfulness into it and you are getting circulation going it can just help give you a bit more clarity of thought you're getting fresh air some vitamin d now all of that comes into it so like getting out for a walk can be so beneficial therapeutic and just a really great way of 
um, getting steps in and getting towards your weight loss goal, but also just moving your body to show it that love that it deserves. So definitely um, moving your body whatever way works for you. Yoga, Pilates, dance, gym, weights, anything that you enjoy. Um, I really encourage that and I do think that women should engage in some form of resistance training so um again this is going to help with you know sensitizing your muscles to insulin it strengthens your bone mineral density uh, it's just really important for the prevention of onset early osteoporosis all of that like in which we are more at risk to because of our hormonal profile so really important that we are engaging these, these exercises young it has to happen now at this young age and um, when we have the hormones to support the growth of our muscles so and when you do resistance training as well it really helps with in increasing your muscle mass and getting you into that more lean body composition and more um the scales may not move but you may have a completely different body shape as a result of doing more muscle um muscle mass and um, exercise or resistance exercise sorry so um again you don't have to if you're new to this even starting with some um weight bearing yoga or pilates can be a great place to start or just bringing in weights to your to your walk and even um and any other exercise that you do i'm not a pt so i don't really recommend exercises so i recommend you know doing exercise in general what you love to do and i do recommend people to do resistance exercise because it's so so beneficial but i i'm not a pt in terms of not qualified to recommend specific exercises I really don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to that I would have a PT myself to help me with that as well because I wouldn't um, know what to do myself at all I'm lost when it comes to the gym but um yeah that's what I my advice would be in relation to that and then um obviously water is another good habit to just bring in it kind of just sets you up you know if you start your day first thing in the morning and once you start these kind of basic habits they all have a knock-on and cumulative effect once you start your morning with your water you're like mm, healthy breakfast then you know going for your walk things like that all, they all have a knock-on effect and then you start to feel better about yourself this feeling better about yourself would bring in more positive thoughts the positive thoughts will make you again feel better but engage in more positive behaviors and so the cycle then kicks on that way but it's really hard when you're in that negative place where a lot of us are in right now and I'm saying a lot of us is because I'm seeing it with clients I'm seeing it with people around me I just think it's diet lockdown fatigue we're all in it so that's why I wanted to talk about this too kind of get us out of that how to kind of come out of that place um and it's a mindset thing it's not just about the habits that we do if it was as easy as you know engaging in these behaviors it'd be it'd be fine but it's because our mind can get very low and we can take on the burden of the physical weight and as a mental weight and you know make it think it means something about us ourselves and we identify them with that don't let that weight be your identity weight gain comes and goes it's not permanent and remember it takes a long time to gain weight as much as it takes a while to lose weight so um you know you, you may not have gained that much weight either you know so don't be you, you can be your own worst critic that's one thing I've definitely seen and people are very very hard on themselves so really encouraged you to engage in more whatever whatever it means to you positive affirmations or just talking to yourself nicely or just saying good things about yourself writing in a journal and just being your best friend because 
you deserve to be like nicer to yourself and not be a bitch to yourself and like speak to yourself the way you would to your best friend that's what I always say because you know you would never say what you say to yourself probably to to one of your friends or your sister or your family member speak to yourself the way you'd speak to your best friend and that can be the very beginning of you getting out of that place that you're in right now so I know a lot of this episode may have seemed I was talking a lot about woo-woo stuff and I feel I do come on sometimes talk about this but there there is evidence behind it like the language that you say that you use has such a profound effect on how you actually carry yourself and behave and you know your behaviors then are going to what you do every single day is going to have a knock-on effect so one small bad behavior can knock on to more bad behaviors so it's like you need to nip that in the bud somewhere, bring in the more good behaviors, which will have a, a knock on effect and bring in more good behaviors again and they'll accumulate. And then that's when you see consistent results and progress. That's when things actually happen. It's what you do on a consistent, frequent basis, not on the one day that you eat well, you're going to suddenly be better. Where, And similarly, on the one day that you eat badly or you don't eat um within your calories for example or you eat um a lot more processed or junk food on one of those dates that isn't obviously either going to um cause you to gain weight in that day so being realistic and being rational as well is really really important and the other thing I would say is if you are using the scales and they get you down throw them out okay they don't tell you the whole story they can massively impact your headspace they don't take into account where you are in your menstrual cycle for one thing they don't take into account how much salt has been in your diet the alcohol that you've taken that you drank over the weekend and it doesn't take into account your digestive um function and like if you've got stool in your bowels at that time like all of these factors implicate um or interfere with the scale number and but your body the scale can't um differentiate between that and then you read the scales and think you've gained weight or haven't lost any weight it doesn't also tell you if you're more muscle or fat so you could have two people of 80 kg on the scales and look completely different, fit into different clothes sizes and have a completely different body shape. But the scale doesn't say that because it doesn't uh, differentiate between fat and, and water and muscle. So just if the scales gets you down, throw them out or at least take a break from them because they're not telling you the whole story anyway they are not uh, as I say telling you all those other factors that inter- influence weight as well and um, water weight is a huge factor that like you know adds to the scales but like it's water it's not fat and that can go again as soon as you start to flush the head of the body essentially and and um, eat more proteins veggies and fats and things like that so I think that that's a good one to do if you are using the scales as your indicator of progress and where you're at and that it's just it's a very it can be a very negative thing to engage in especially if you're already in a negative mindset about yourself um, and you see a number that maybe you associate with being bad or that you're not happy with that can be very um hard to overcome so I'd encourage you to nip that scales out and just throw it out for a while anyway at least and and use measurements use how your clothes fit but pictures are are brilliant I always encourage pictures because so often I would a client doesn't think they're progressing at all and I go look at your pictures from six weeks ago 12 weeks ago and they're like oh my god they get a shock and that is because pictures tell a lot more than um the actual scales do and you know, it's very hard when you're so in your head and not to see your actual progress and not to see how you look. And again, it comes down to us being our own worst critics and just not seeing things clearly. So um, 
having those pictures as physical evidence that you actually are making progress is a really good thing to do. Um, but yeah, like I really came on this at the start and didn't know where it was going to go. I just said I was going to talk a little bit about weight gain and lockdown and kind of the mental implications of that. And yeah, I kind of went on a bit of a rant, but I just think like we need to be the number one thing I would say really is be more compassionate with yourself and go easy on yourself and not be a bitch to yourself and be kinder be your best friend like you would to everyone else around you and that can start to really uh, spiral things in a more positive direction when you start to do that because you're really giving your 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 body some love then as a result like so your body's going to thrive off good energy that you tell it good love that you tell it or the love that you give it so your thoughts are going to give it more love basically so give your body that love that it deserves and then it's going to actually respond in that way feeling that it's being loved whereas if you're feeding it negative thoughts and and things like that it's going to feel in a more negative space and engage in more oh well I don't deserve this anyway I will eat this because I don't deserve to to feel good about myself and that's when these negative thoughts can start to implode I suppose and more and more of them come in then and you start to feel more bad about yourself and it's a cycle you eat bad you feel bad you eat bad again and it's a cycle so actually looking at it from a, pro- a point of view of actually giving yourself some self-love and self-care and then start to respect yourself more and say actually I do deserve to feel good why don't I deserve why wouldn't I deserve to feel good and do something for yourself and I always say this to clients do something good for yourself every single day that act that small act of self-care can have a profound effect on all the other positive behaviors that you do engage with in your life so um yeah I think that I will leave it at that um overall message go easy on yourself be kind to yourself and just take it easy we're all going through a bit of a shit show right now I'm just going to say it and it's tough to engage in good behaviors all the time or positive behaviors but know that it's not permanent everything's not permanent and I mean even the good behaviors bad behaviors you can move in and out of them as well and but just looking at it from a point of view of giving your body what it needs and deserves and starting to take a bit more care of yourself so I'm going to leave it at that because um I'll probably go into another waffly point if I don't if I don't stop so thank you so much for listening I have some great guests coming on in the next few weeks I'm really excited for you to hear them um but I really appreciate everyone who's listened. If you did enjoy this episode, I would really appreciate if you leave a review and share it with others that you think would benefit from it. Um, I think it will help people who maybe are in a bit of a funk right now, feeling a bit low um, and just kind of maybe want to know how to engage in positive behaviours for both mind and body. So yeah, I'm going to leave it now and thank you so much again and I'll chat to you next week.